And children, I have a couple of questions for you this morning. I want to know, we just heard a story from the book of Exodus, and there are two children in this story. We, we don't get both of their names here, but I wonder if you know them. Who can tell me which children show up in that story? Theo, you want to give me one? Moses is the name of one, and who knows the name of his sister? It's not in this passage. Who knows the name of Moses' sister? Yes, Adela. Miriam, yeah, a name I obviously love. Um, I have a Miriam. So um, Moses and Miriam in the story. Okay, now this is a question for everybody, grown-ups and kids. I want you to raise your hand if you have a little sister or a little brother. Raise your hand if you have a little sister or a little brother. Okay, and now raise your hand if you have a big sister or a big brother. Okay, lots, lots of us have siblings. And for those of you who don't have brothers and sisters at home, kids, remember that the Bible says that all the kids in this church family are your brothers and sisters, right? So we all need to learn from the Bible about brothers and sisters, no matter how many we have at home. Okay, so here's another question, kids. What does Miriam do in this story to rescue her little brother? Who can tell me briefly? What does she do to help her little brother in this story? Teens, we might need your participation here. Kids, teens, what does Miriam do to help her little brother? Dashel. Yeah, she watches over him when he's floating in the river. What else does she do, Miriam? Yeah, okay, so she has the smarts to be like, you need a babysitter for this baby? How about I find a Hebrew woman? And then she recruits his own mother. Um, okay, so what Miriam did here for her brother is really important. It said she stood off to see what would happen to him. She's looking after him. But to understand why it's so important, we have to rewind a little bit to the very first story that the Bible ever tells about brothers. Okay, it's all the way back in Genesis 4. And the first story is a sad story because it's a story where the little brother is not protected, right? Do you remember Adam and Eve's firstborn? son Cain was so jealous and annoyed by his brother that he actually did what? Who can tell me? Real quick. Yeah, Bethany, do you remember? Yeah, well, they, that's right after their parents got sent out of the garden. Good memory. Context, yes. Dylan. He killed him, right? He was so jealous of his brother that he killed him. The very first sibling story in the Bible. And God came to Cain and asked him, where is Abel, your brother? And Cain said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Which is kind of a snarky and rhetorical way of saying, what do you think I am, his babysitter? Like, is it my job to take care of my brother? And the whole rest of the Bible, yes, the whole rest of the Bible answers that question with a big fat yes. Yes, you are your brother's keeper. That's what families are for. That's what neighbors are for, is protecting each other and taking care of each other, right? So here in Exodus, in the story that we heard this morning, we see what it looks like when a big sister acts like it is her job to protect her brother, to be his keeper. She literally saves his life and reunites their family. And you know what? When Moses grows up, he actually turns around and he saves Miriam twice, so they took turns protecting each other and rescuing each other. Two times he rescues her. So I want you to think about your brothers and sisters at home and at church and ask the question, what it, would it look like if I remembered 
that it was my job to take care of and protect my brothers and sisters. If, if I remember that I was a keeper of my brothers and sisters. I want to ask Miss Dana if she'll come and tell us a, a story quickly of a time that her big sister protected her. Helped her. Okay, yeah. got me. All right, so I have a big sister. Her name is Rachel. She lives in Jacksonville. She's about a year and a half older than me. So this story took place when I was five, very, very long time ago. Um, but maybe many of you can relate to this. So when I was in kindergarten, I had to take the bus after school to a daycare center where my mom worked. And how many of you have taken a bus before? How many of you have had a really scary bus driver before? Okay, so our bus driver was terrifying. She was loud and she would threaten all the children. And I was this tiny little kindergartner that I just obeyed. And now I look back and there was some really like ill-behaved fifth graders that I think she was threatening most of the time. So I was scared of them too. I was scared a lot on the bus. So anyway, so I was really, really scared all year. Well, on Valentine's Day, I had a very sad thing happen. So it was Valentine's. I grew up in the 80s when Valentine's was a big deal in public school. And so we all got Valentine's and, you know, the candies, like the, the cool hearts and the chocolates. And we had made our own little containers for our Valentine's out of construction paper and Elmer's glue, which is very flimsy for all the amazing Valentine's we received. So after school, I was running to the bus with my Valentine's and my Elmer's glue did not hold all my Valentine's. And my container busted, and Valentine's went everywhere. And I remember looking at the Valentine's and the chocolates. And anybody who knows me, I've always been obsessed with sweets. And it was very serious when I was five. But I looked at it, and then I knew, like, if I make that bus driver late, I may not live past this day. Like, I was terrified. So I just ran, I still remember this, with my broken container onto the bus, sobbing, with, like, Valentine's everywhere. And so I get onto the bus just crying and my big sister, Rachel, who was so brave, she was already on the bus. And I remember her going up, didn't hear what she said to the bus driver over my own crying. But she braved that woman's anger. And she went out and she got all my Valentines for me. I know, y'all, it's going to make me cry. And I still remember looking out, I remember looking out the window and seeing her in the grass picking up my Valentines. Um, I did want to always be brave like her, FYI. Um, but so that's my story of my amazing big sister. Big sisters are the best. Thank you for sharing that. Now, it's actually interesting because brother and sister relationships are some of the hardest relationships we have, right? And the Bible is full of stories of brothers and sisters not getting along, of which I'm sure you can all have your own stories, right? So we need help, actually, to be good brothers and sisters to each other. Who do you think can help us? Who can help us? Jesus, Grace is pointing to him. Um, he was the best big brother ever. Remember we talked about this a few months ago, that Jesus is our, the firstborn in God's family. So he's our big brother, and literally he gave his life to protect us and to rescue us, right? So he can help us with the hard job of looking after our brothers and sisters in our families and in his family. And he can forgive us when we do a terrible job, because that happens to all of us, right? So let's ask Jesus' help um, as we go out this morning to think a little more about this. Lord Jesus, you are the best big brother ever. You rescued us and protected us, and we want to learn to be like you, and we need your help and forgiveness too, because um, we're not always loving to our brothers and sisters. So help us, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.